don't know what to do. What do you mean? Like, what do we say? I don't know. Introduce yourself. You introduce yourself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Welcome to our podcast. True Crimes and Story Times. I'm Kirsten. I'm Michelle. And we're back. I feel like we say that every episode. We're we back. do. <laughs> we're we gotta, back. We've got to find something else. Yeah. We're back. It's just our thing, I guess, here. Yeah. In our pod lab. Our pod lab. Um, That's a room with a couple chairs what? and a computer <laughs> and a computer chair <laughs> and a really fancy wall and a couple things on the wall <laughs> on that side on our side there's quite a few yeah it's like split in half half game room half mm-hmm. recording studio i mean we gotta split the room it's only fair yeah um what was i gonna say this is where all the ideas happen yes and where we come to talk for 30 minutes before, before we, we even <laughs> start recording <laughs> we literally have been sitting here for 30 minutes talking about just chatting it up nothing literally not shit just catching up from the week even though even we, we talk, talk every, every day, day. <laughs> we're like oh guess what oh my god this happened and then we come in here and we're like oh i gotta tell you all the little minor details that happened to me this week because i didn't text them to you <laughs> anyway so i am bringing you guys another true crime case today on this fine friday even though right now it's saturday um mm-hmm. today we're gonna talk about the case of Wait. oh it snowed today. It did snow in Indiana. It's our first, first snow. And it was a first good snow. Yeah. It, it was wasn't like, like a flurry. It was like three inches or yeah, so. Yeah, it was a really good snow. I'm, I'm happy. I was, it I made my heart content. I literally looked at the weather last night mm-hmm. for next week mm-hmm. because Logan was like, oh, it's supposed to snow next week. And I'm like, well, that's great. And then I woke up this morning and was like, the weather did not say anything about snowing. I love snowing. snow. Keep bring it on. Bring it. Okay. <clears throat> Anyways. Anyway. Um, so today we're going to talk about the case of Conrad Roy and Michelle Carter. Not me. Not, not this Michelle. Don't get it twisted. Um, this is a really tough case, um, that deals, it's literally a suicide. So if that triggers you, don't listen to this one yeah, because that is this whole case. Normally I'm like, you can just skip over the bad parts, but like no, this, this one is like is completely not, bad. Yes. So just um, go listen to my story time on yeah. Wednesday if you're feeling like you want something to listen to. I covered more of the back rooms, so. This is a really touchy, touchy case. Mm-hmm. And um, it is pretty graphic. So just don't listen to this one if you are triggered by suicide. You have been warned. If you're still here, I assume you want to know what happens. So I'm not. we're going to get into it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm out. Am I allowed to trick him? No, you're not. Mentally, I will. <laughs> I feel I feel like a lot of people have heard of this case. This Probably. case was pretty um pretty popular mm-hmm. at the time. It was I remember on. this case. <clears throat> Me too. I remember it like when it was happening, mm-hmm. which is crazy cuz it was not super recent. Yeah. Um recent enough, but I mean, um, pretty recent compared to some of the cases yeah, we've done. Yeah. So, Conrad Roy was born on September 12th, 1995, which I didn't know they were 
like older i thought they were like our age mm-hmm. i didn't know they were older than us oh well I thought, yeah i, I remember being younger and watching mm-hmm. some of like the i'm pretty sure the court proceedings mm-hmm. i saw some of that um but he was born 1995 in Mattapoisett, massachusetts he worked with his father grandfather and uncle for several years in his family's marine salvage business called Tucker Roy Marine Towing and Salvage Incorporation in the New England area. In the spring of 2014, he earned his captain's license from the Northeast Maritime Institute by completing three months of night classes. Nice. In June of 2014, he graduated with honor roll from Old Rochester Regional High School in Mattapoisett. He was a high school athlete who played baseball, road crew, which is like, you know, like rowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And ran track. He graduated with a 3.88 GPA and was accepted to Fitchburg State University to study business, which he unfortunately never attended. Michelle Carter was born on August 11th, 1996 in Massachusetts to Gail and David Carter. The way you said her name already is like, I can tell, I can hear the hatred in your voice. I I was going to make a comment after her name. I decided against it. I know, I could tell just from the way you said her name. I was like, damn, she did not like her. I don't. And I feel like I remember some of this case, but not all of it. So bear with me while I'm on this journey with you guys. It's but, very frustrating um, at the end. Yeah, I will say, I can tell that you hate her, so she must be the bad guy. Yes. She went to King Philip Regional High School in Rentham. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing all of these cities wrong. Not from Massachusetts. And I know cities in Massachusetts are pronounced weird. In Indiana, she was like the (laughs) dumbest shit. Like, we're so lazy. We don't even pronounce stuff right. I know. We can't help it. It's how you're raised. For example, Pendleton. Yeah. We don't say Pendleton. Pendleton. We say Pendleton. Pendleton. Yeah. Or Shelbyville. Shelbyville. It's not even Shelbyville. It's, it's Shelbyville. Shelbyville. Or Blue. Indianapolis. We don't say Indianapolis. No, we say Indy. Indy. We're lazy. Or what's what's one more down south? I'm trying to think. I just had it. Bloomington. Search. Yeah. Bloomington. Bloomington. Not Bloomington. It's just Bloomington. Yep. We're just... That's Portland. how we were raised. We were raised. We can't help it. Yep. I just talk lazily. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, in 2014, Michelle was prescribed citalopram, also known as Celexa, to treat anxiety and depression. Weird, but I feel like I have seen a commercial about Celexa once or twice. Uh, me too. Um, yeah. Why? Can I just talk about that? Why in the U.S. we have advertisements for medicine when nowhere in the world I know. does that except I us? I know. It's weird. Like, um pretty sure that should be prescribed by your doctor yeah anyways sorry continue i will stop interrupting (laughs) it's okay so michelle carter and conrad roy met in florida in 2012 while they were both um on vacation visiting relatives okay and i think that's so crazy that they were like kind of from the same area Mm -hmm. and they were on vacation in the same area and that's where they met yeah So, after their initial encounter, they saw each other in person again only a handful of times over the course of two years, despite having lived only about 35 miles away from each other. I mean, that kind of seems long. Like, for me. 35 miles? That's like 30-some minutes, ain't it? But it's not horrible. I know, but anything past, like, a 20-minute drive to me is long. (laughs) I know. 
Um, instead, they mostly exchanged text messages and emails. Which I didn't know emails were still, like, big at this time. Like AOL? Yeah. According to court documents, Conrad had allegedly been physically hit by his father and verbally abused by his grandfather. Um, so he was kind of, like, not doing good mentally. Yeah. He attempted suicide in October of 2012 after the divorce of his parents. After learning that he was planning to kill himself, Michelle repeatedly discouraged him in 2012 and 2014 and encouraged him to get professional help. Which is the right thing to do. So she was there for him. She was like, you know, there are other ways. Mm -hmm. You know, you just have to work through it. However... Her attitude changed in July of 2014 when she started thinking that it would be, quote, a good thing to help him die, end quote. This is where it's going to get really frustrating and really sick and disgusting and sad. Yep, that sounds like it. In June, Roy texted Carter, suggesting they act like Romeo and Juliet, which implied that they both agreed to killing themselves. Not good either. No. Conrad struggled with social anxiety and depression, for which he had seen several therapists and counselors, including a cognitive behavioral therapist, in the weeks prior to his death. So he was trying to get help. Yeah. He was trying to figure out what to do to get him better. Right. He had been hospitalized for an acetaminophen, or paracetamol, which is also the same thing as, like, Tylenol, Mm -hmm. overdose at the age of 17. He was talking to a girl he had met in a group, and she called the police. Which is the right thing to do. Yes. Sorry if you heard my stomach. That's, that was She's hungry. <laughs> um, like Michelle, he had also been taking the antidepressant citalopram. Okay. Or Celexa. In the United States, citalopram had a warning on the package stating it may increase suicidal thinking and behavior in those under age of 24, which hmm. is super ass-backwards. If it's treated for anxiety and depression. Yeah. But then it's going to increase suicidal thinking. I feel like a lot of the <laughs> medicines so that I hear advertised on TV, I don't really hear that many advertisements. May result in death. Yeah. Literally. Or suicidal thinking. Yeah. It's like, what? what? Yeah. I don't get that many ads anymore considering I just have all streaming services. I don't have cable, but right. back when I used to, I feel like it was always All the time. That. Yeah. On Saturday, July 12th, 2014, following digital exchanges with Michelle Carter, Conrad Roy died by suicide by poisoning himself with carbon monoxide fumes in his truck in a Kmart parking lot in Fairhaven, Massachusetts. And I am going to read some of the text messages. Okay. And they're pretty gross. So, just be prepared. Um... Michelle said, I will until you turn on the generator. Conrad said, okay, well, I'm bringing my sisters for ice cream. So, will you do it when you get back? Yep, I'll go right there. Okay, love you. I love you so much. Conrad said, what are you doing? Uh, Michelle said, nothing really, just resting. Conrad, okay, haha, I'm procrastinating. Michelle, yeah, haha, I know. Are you back? Conrad, yep. Michelle, so it's time? Conrad, oh, it's been time. Michelle, are you going to do it now? Conrad, I just don't know how to leave them, you know? Michelle, so say you're going to go to the store or something. 
Conrad, like I want them to know that I love them. Michelle, they know, that's one thing they definitely know, you're overthinking. Conrad, I know I'm overthinking, I've been overthinking for a while now. Michelle, I know you just have to do it like you said. Um, are you going to do it now? Conrad, I still haven't left yet. Ha ha. Carter, why? Conrad, leaving now. Michelle, okay, you can do this. Conrad, okay, I'm almost there. And that was the last text message that he sent. Um, after he said, I'm almost there, Michelle replied and said, did you delete the messages? Uh. Conrad, and then there was no reply. And then she texted a couple hours later and said, Conrad, are you there? You're scaring me. Conrad. And then nothing. And she sent another text message that said, I love you. So then she sent a text message to her friend Sam. Mm -hmm. And she said, Sam, his death is my fault. Like, honestly, I could have stopped him. I was on the phone with him and he got out of the car because it was working. Like, he started to not be able to breathe. And he got scared and I fucking told him to get back in. Yeah. What? Yeah. So he. That's that's where I'm like very very like confused about this. Like why? First of all, it's fucked up to even encourage it in the first place. Mm-hmm. But after encouraging it, and then he's like, "I can't do it. I can't do it." You push him to continue to do it. Right. When you know it's wrong, right. and he's saying he can't do it. Right. And that was uh, one of the points points they bring up in court mm-hmm. is that he he didn't want to. Mm-hmm. He was just you know down he was depressed yeah but he didn't really want to Mm -hmm. and then she pushed him to like it was like and made him think it was his only option it's like she wanted to get rid of him so she didn't have to like continue to support him if you don't want to continue to support a depressed person i understand that can be a lot on your Mm -hmm. mental health tell them i'm sorry but like you need to save a lot of this for your therapist try to make like i don't know What's the word I'm trying to think of? Boundaries? Yes. Try to make boundaries. If that mm-hmm. doesn't work, just say, hey, I can't be your friend anymore. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I know that you're going through a lot, but you're also putting me through a lot. So I just feel like I can't mentally go on mm-hmm. like this. So um, after they had been texting back and forth, mm-hmm. um, Michelle left her house and talked with Conrad for 43 minutes on the phone. And that's where she said, like, they were on the phone and he got out. Mm-hmm. Because he could feel it working and got scared. Yeah. And she told him to get back in. So he wasn't found until later after his parents um, reported him missing. And okay. found they found his pickup truck and searched it. And obviously he was in the truck. Mm-hmm. Um, Michelle Carter was indicted on February 4th, 2015. And arraigned the following day in New Bedford Juvenile Court in Taunton, Massachusetts. On charges of involuntary manslaughter. The grand jury found enough to charge her with wantonly and recklessly assisting the suicide. She was 17 at the time, and the court indicted her as a youthful offender rather than a juvenile, meaning she could be sentenced as an adult. Which she would deserve. Right. Since she was 17. Mm. I mean. In June of 2015, a district court judge denied a defense motion to remove the Bristol County District Attorney's Office from the prosecution. The defense argued that D.A. Thomas M. Quinn III 
should be removed because he is the first cousin to Conrad Roy's grandmother, Janice Roy, and therefore Conrad's first cousin twice removed. Oh, Jesus, so, that's a stretch. Yeah. And he was also the defense attorney. Mm-hmm. So, but he's Conrad's. Yeah, that's a stretch, but. Yeah. However, Quinn had already handed the case over to Deputy DA William McCauley on July 1st, 2016. An appeal to the grand jury indictment heard by the Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court was also denied, allowing the case to go forward. Justice Robert J. Cordy, writing for the unanimous court, found that there was probable cause to sustain the manslaughter indictment. On June 5, 2017, the day before the trial was scheduled to begin, Carter waived her right to a jury trial. Therefore, the case was heard by Judge Lawrence Moniz and the Bristol County Juvenile Court of Massachusetts in Taunton. Michelle Carter was represented by Joseph P. Cataldo and Corey Madera. As there was limited legal precedent for prosecuting the encouragement of suicide, Cataldo initially asked a Taunton Juvenile Court judge for summary dismissal arguing that Carter's texts were protected under the First Amendment and that the text history showed that Conrad had been contemplating suicide without Carter's input. That's so stupid. That's so stupid. That's so dumb. She literally texted her friend and was like, it's my fault. Yeah. I don't get it. But the judge declined this motion. Good. Obviously. On June 16th, 2017, Moniz found Michelle Carter guilty of involuntary manslaughter as she should be Mm -hmm. he stated prior to his ruling that it was carter's phone calls with conrad when he was in his truck gassing himself as described by carter's text to his two friends rather than the preceding text messages that caused him to go through with killing himself so it was literally when she was not the text messages but when she was on the phone telling him to get back in the car Mm -hmm. that made her guilty even though the text messages I mean, I still think would make her guilty. Yeah, I would too. But legally, it's the phone call of her, the phone call and then her texting her friend. That really caught her up. Yes. Moniz found that Conrad had broken the chain of causation towards his suicide when he exited the truck. So, basically, when he got out of the truck, he no longer wanted to go through with it. Mm -hmm. The chain of causation. So, when he got out, it was not his fault anymore. I wasn't laughing about the case. I'm laughing about me. Why? My stomach. Did oh, growling. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, when he got out of the truck, he no longer wanted to kill himself. He no right. He wanted to didn't die. want to go through with it so at that point. So, then it's her fault. Because mm-hmm. she, she continually him encouraged this. him. Yes. Yeah. Michelle Carter urged Conrad Roy to return to his truck. And it was her wanton and reckless encouragement that caused his death. After the guilty verdict, Conrad's father stated publicly that the family were pleased with the verdict, but that they wanted privacy. Understandable. Yes. Lynn Roy appeared on the CBS 48 Hours show saying she didn't believe Carter had a conscience and that she knew exactly what she was doing. 100%. For sure. Carter remained free on bail pending her sentence. On August 3rd, 2017, Moniz sentenced Carter to serve a two-and-a-half-year term with 15 months to be served in the Bristol County House of Corrections, the rest of the balance suspended, and five years of probation to be served. Oh, 
Mm-mm. which i think is a little low yeah that's you know? a little easy on her yeah uh soon after the sentencing was handed down carter's lawyers asked moniz to issue a stay of the sentence until all of carter's massachusetts court appeals options were exhausted moniz granted the stay with conditions that carter stay away from the roy family which she was never around the roy family to begin with right on February 6, 2019, the Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court ruled that Carter acted with criminal intent when she encouraged Roy into suicide, so her involuntary manslaughter conviction was ordered to stand and that Carter's 15th-month prison sentence would be enforced in the near future. The rest of the two-and-a-half-term, sorry, two-and-a-half-year sentence was suspended, followed by five years of probation. Under order from a Massachusetts, I don't know where Mississippi came from, (laughs) from a Massachusetts judge, Carter began serving her sentence on February 11th, 2019. Carter had a parole hearing for early release and her request was denied on September 20th, 2019. Carter's lawyers petitioned the case to the Supreme Court of the United States in July 2019 based on First Amendment and Fifth Amendment grounds. Carter's defense lawyers argued that Conrad had a history of suicide attempts and that the decision to end his life was his own, that Carter was bewildered over the case against her. Stupid. And that taking all the texts into context, she tried to talk him out of it. No, you're literally (laughs) fucking lying. She literally was like... You texted your friend and said, I told him to get back in the truck. She literally was like... You're procrastinating. Like, just do it. Just get it and over. And how many times Your parents she know they ask? love you. You're fine. Yeah. Are you going to do are it? Are you going to do it? Are you going to do it? it? You better do it now before you decide not to. Yeah. Are you going to do it? Like, dude, you were that's... such a bitch. Like, oh my God, that yeah. pisses me off. And so what if he had a history of suicide attempts? When he got out of that truck, he did not want to do it anymore. He realized, okay, yeah, no. This is not the right decision. God, I want to punch her in the face. Yeah. Um, They argued in initial hearings that the defendant had broken no law, had a First Amendment right to free speech, and was a juvenile. Okay, free speech. Free speech only goes so far, okay? You're allowed to say whatever the fuck you want. But you're not allowed to tell somebody to kill themselves. Yeah, to kill. I mean, you are allowed to tell somebody to kill themselves if you want. But you're not allowed to do this. You're You're not allowed to say, get back in the fucking truck. Yeah. The Supreme Court declined to hear the case in January 2020, leaving in place her conviction. On January 23rd, 2020, Carter was released from prison more than three months early due to good conduct. Michelle, just from another Michelle, it's on site. I better not fucking see you. It's on site. I swear to God. (laughs) If I see you out here, bro, it's on site. You're fucking gross. sick in the fucking head dude i don't even i'm not associated with this michelle no massachusetts state law allows inmates to reduce their sentences by 10 days per month for exemplary behavior carter serves 11 months and 12 days of her 15 month sentence still not enough in my eyes but i know people make mistakes but honestly bro like how are you gonna make a mistake i hope she has learned you know I hope she's learned from her mistakes. I don't give a fuck. It's on that site. Doesn't like excuse, I said. That doesn't excuse her mistakes. Um, you no. coerced somebody to kill themselves. Literally. You're sick. At the same time while you're like, I love you. No. You're fucking sick, dude. Manipulative? 
gross. Sick. Like, sick human being. I hope you... I hope... I hope... <laughs> I hope you learned your lesson. I hope you learned your no, le- lesson didn't. for real. She like, won't learn her on lesson the real, real. until she sees me. No, But fine. I hope everybody knows what you did. And yeah. that's why I did this episode. I wonder if she changed her <coughs> name or anything, though. I mean, it would be smart. Yeah. Like, smart. um, what was that other girl? Changed her name. I'm trying to think of her name. Can't remember, but Can't it's a you. different case, and it was pretty gruesome. And she got away with what she did with her boyfriend or something, and she changed her name. And then people find out who she is anyways. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like when you change your name... It don't change your face. It doesn't change. Doesn't change your past. You know, it doesn't you can't change just erase your face it. either. I mean, you're continuing to live while Conrad is not alive anymore. Yeah, that's like, pretty sick. That is sick. Not sick in a good in a good way. Not no. like oh, sick, bro. Like it's <laughs> sick, like disgusting, makes me want to puke. Yeah, literally. Um. So I hope you all learn to just watch what you say mm-hmm. to each other, even if it's through text. Like it can really affect somebody. I know some people, some haters be out here commenting on people's videos, commenting on their posts on Facebook about how horrible of a person they are. Just don't on say it. On their podcast. Just don't say it. Like, they don't, that's the thing though. It really like, affects people. People really gotta be miserable as fuck with their lives. Just sit Man. here and bully somebody on the fucking internet. Listen. Like, you're a fucking keyboard warrior. Good for you. Let, but, let like I said, what? hold up. Like I said, outside, it's, it's on, on site. <laughs> Let me just tell you something. I'd be on TikTok. I don't know about y'all, but I'd be on TikTok 24 motherfucking seven. This bitch. And there's I get on so TikTok, she drama. posted a new fucking video. I'm like, oh <laughs> no, my god, here we go. that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about me posting. Oh. I'm talking about there's so much drama on TikTok. Drama? Drama. Like, literally, <laughs> I'm not going to say names, but like, this one girl, literally, a hater, a, a keyboard warrior, literally got, called CPS on this woman for nothing no people have been doing that before the internet existed you do know that no this is like somebody that did not even know her in real life no Mm -hmm. but she has a whole reddit page of like people that hate on her and somebody literally called cps and was like she's a horrible mother are you kidding me i would raise fucking i would press motherfucking charges anyway moral of the story false reporting so yeah, yeah you could Anyways, Moral of the story, stop fucking bullying. Don't be other. a hater. Don't bully nobody. Unless you want to bully Fuck Michelle, Michelle Carter. Carter. <laughs> I hope she's not listening to this case. She's going to come after me next. Um, well, free speech, remember? Yeah. Free First speech. Amendment. First Amendment, yeah. right? First Amendment, right? First Amendment, right? Fuck I'm, you, dude. I'm just Sorry. doing my free speech shit. Yeah. So, um, anyway, go follow us on all of our social medias. <laughs> Great segue. <laughs> um, link in show notes. Um, uh, yes. give us a rating and review. Yes. I think, I think we're going to try and get, I haven't mentioned this yet. We're going to try and get, hopefully, our, um, Patreon back up. Oh, yeah, it's been a by while. By the new year. That's a stretch, but we're going to try. We're going to try. Kirsten's going to have to do a lot of the work. Listen, I am going your girl, to, I need shit to do while I'm at home. Because your girl... I be working full time and going to school. I ain't got no life. I'm a stay at home mom. I be reading a book a day. I so literally, I literally go to work, <laughs> go to school, go to work, go to school. Monday through Thursday, Friday night only night I have off. Other than Saturday night when we record and Sunday all day. But you think I want to spend my day doing this? I'm gonna no, put I'm some fun. work into it, and it's gonna be up by New Year's. I will put up in some work when I 
can get it sit down and actually dedicate some time because i am so busy right now no you're good i'm leaving on we Monday get it bro for maine we get it so yeah and then thanksgiving also speaking of thanksgiving um we, we are not recording that weekend so the following week well there will no be nothing episode. posted yeah we're gonna have time with our families and, and take a break because have, your girl needs it we're gonna take some time to be with each other mm-hmm. have a little friendsgiving hopefully we haven't talked about it yeah instead of because i feel like we only ever see each other when we do the podcast yep and when we it's constantly snapchat <laughs> basically <laughs> So, we're just going to take that week off. Me and Kirsten don't even text. We just Snapchat. No. And usually it's Dude, just Dude, like- I literally <laughs> did not have Snapchat for like three years. And I got convinced to get back I'm on like, there. And now that's the it. only place that we converse. <laughs> our text messages is literally just podcast stuff. Yep. <laughs> like screenshots from our recordings. Yeah. But anyways. Anyways. We're, we're going to dedicate we're going some time. On. We're going to try to get the Patreon up. Like she said. The week so- after Thanksgiving. Whoa, hold up. Is when we're not uploading. Okay, I was about to say, you said the end of the year. Don't no, be no, no, moving no, 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 that no. deadline up. Yes. But we do want to get the Patreon back up for you guys. So you will you will have an episode Friday after Thanksgiving. Because we'll record the week before. Mm-mm. But, yes. The oh, Thanksgiving week. Yeah. yeah. Friday is Thursday. But the week after Thanksgiving, we, we won't Who knows? Have. We might release it early or later. Really mm-hmm. depending because we usually edit on Thursday. Yeah. So, so, it might be released earlier. It might be released a little later into the weekend. Really just depends what we got going on. Yeah. But just know you'll have two episodes Thanksgiving week. You are correct. But nothing the following week. Yes. Anyway, um, we're rambling. Yep. We so, will thanks see you for guys listening. later. Yep. Bye. bye.